joining us now on the phone from Greyhound Race New South Wales is Mick Cowley. Morning, Mick. Good morning, Dave, mate. This is your favourite time of the week, I know. It is uh, Thursdays. Uh, it's wonderful to talk with you. Lovely weather outside. Um, it won't be won't be long until we're at a greyhound racing track altogether. I feel, mate. You're absolutely right. None of us can wait. That's for sure. You uh, you wander around the streets on your daily exercise and you see greyhounds being walked all around. It's just yeah. gives you that taste to get back to the track. It feels like I'm I'm looking over my shoulder for a a tab uh, tab stall and a bar and it feels like I'm just at Wenty every time I walk around Clavelli there are plenty running around I'm I'm tipping plenty of slow ones that I've backed over their um, over their career hey let's talk some greyhound news um, what about some of these races that we're we're seeing I'll tell you one thing about the lockdown is we're watching a lot more racing at home and we're not missing maybe as much action and there was a a good performance at Richmond last night. Mate, there was indeed. You're absolutely right. We are uh, we are glued to the box a lot more, or, or we're on the website or the Sky website, watching a lot more racing, and and you do see a lot more things. And there was a, a quirky little story about a race that was run. The heats were run last week at Richmond, and the finals last night at Richmond. Let's just have a quick listen to this race. It's a, it's a final of a race at Richmond last night. Racing, tongue-tie, missed it, came out third last, Zipping Piccolo the first to go, Zipping Esme now joins it, Summer Cash up to third, then followed tongue-tie, Zipping Gwyneth behind those, Winston Bow, Zipping Squirt and Zipping Thunder around the bend, Zipping Piccolo in front, from Zipping Esme, Zipping Piccolo's the one, Zipping Piccolo beat Zipping Esme, and tongue-tied a very good and unlucky third. Fourth in, Summer Cash. Mate, there's uh, there's a lot of zippings in that race, and as we know, the uh, the Hallinans uh, are the ones that breed all the, the zipping dogs. And a little bit of a story about these uh, these dogs from last night. The four of the ones in the final were, or uh, well, actually five, but four of them were were called zipping, and they were trained by Tess Simmons, who who's had a, a bit of luck you know, over the last twelve months or so with a dog called Incapacitated. She trained these four dogs for the Hallinans. They're all from the same breed. They're they're by a sire called Zipping Dean out of a dam called Zipping Merlot. Now, what happened? You go back to uh, 2019, and Zipping Dean was just a young dog, not even two years of age, and um, got a little bit frisky and jumped the fence and uh, met up with Zipping Merlot. Um, as a result of that, uh, <laughs> Zipping Merlot uh, was in pop, uh, whelped a litter. Uh, apparently, the Hallinans had to hurriedly rush around and and get Zipping Dean registered as a stud dog, uh, so that he was able to uh, able to yeah, essentially have performed the duty. Um, as it turns out, there's uh, there's four winners out of this little five out of the seven dogs that have raced from this litter have won. Um, the Zipping Piccolo, who won that race last night, is one of them. Uh, Zipping Zipping Dean, the dog, the race dog, actually won four of thirteen starts, and it was actually purchased from the Hallandens by. Shaquille Latimer, who's the guy who raced Handsome Prince, who won the Million Dollar Chase a couple of years back. Uh, <laughs> now, Jeez. the the, uh, the dog then got sold to Victoria. Um, it actually bobbed up again this year. It had two starts at Heelsville over the last few months and has been tailed off in, in both starts. All, all of a sudden, uh, perhaps it may have a stud career because uh, this first litter, this only litter by Zipping Merlo, um, have been absolutely outstanding on the track. So they, they think the quirks of uh, dogs jumping fences, it's not the first time, it won't be the last, but uh, there you go, there's another story of uh, four zipping dogs in the final and uh, that's the backstory behind their sire. That is extraordinary. So all from, <laughs> all from a, a dog jumping the fence. 
That's exactly right, mate. Jumped the fence and got into the uh, into the pen of zipping Merlo, and as they say, that the rest is literally history, or or making history, as it turns out. Mate, that that is extraordinary. Um, absolutely extraordinary. Uh, what about now? Glenn Munsey's just sent me a text here, and this is—I know this is off topic, but he said that there was a dog yesterday that the tab put up a hundred and one dollars in a field of four, and it started a dollar seventy and bolted in. Now I might ask Glenn to text me some more context there, um, whether that was a New South Wales race or whether it was a race somewhere else in the country. Um, Typical Glenn picking up on other people's mistakes and letting us <laughs> know about it. <laughs> but um, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, but there you go. A hundred and one dollars uh, price was put up in a field of four, and it started a dollar seventy and bolted in. So, Mate, so yeah, you came. It, it, it was actually a dog. Uh, it was at the meadows uh, yesterday. Okay. Afternoon. Uh, and yeah, uh, tab dot You opened it up. Uh, it was look, it was well bred. It was a debutante. They opened up at a hundred and hundred one dollars. Hundred dollars. Yes, it, uh, it obviously was a bit of an error, um, but these things do happen, and it uh, jumped at $1.70 and, and got the, the cash as it was. Um, yeah, 101 71 were both available to punters, 41 26 it, uh, it just kept tumbling in as people realised it actually should have been odds on instead of 100 to 1. So, hey, someone was happy. Not, I'm sure the uh, the Jolly Green Giant wasn't too happy, but uh, but certainly a few punters were getting the overs. There's nothing better than getting overs when they salute, but usually when I get them, they, uh, they run accordingly. <laughs> Back to uh, going greys, and we're chatting with Mick Cowley here from uh, Greyhound Race in New South Wales. Extraordinary story there, read the zipping. Do, do we just, do you know off the top of your head why zipping is Mate, the I name? I do actually. Uh, I, I had uh, had Marty Helen and um, the breeder on on the the greyhound show well, probably twelve months ago and asked that same question. He actually said it was because of the thoroughbred zipping. Um, yeah, loved the way it raced. Um, just decided to adopt it, and, and from there it, it all went. They all became zipping this, zipping that, and zipping whatever. Uh, so yeah, it does all stem back to that uh, that wonderful thoroughbred. Wow. Mate, um, what about Greyhound Race New South Wales? They announced their protocol around vaccination this week. Um, tell us and talk us through that. Mate, yeah, we, we did. Uh, obviously, uh, we saw Racing Victoria come out with their protocol a couple of weeks ago. Um, we put a lot of thought into ours. And, and what we have decided that we will do is that for participants, staff, uh, anyone attending our tracks, um, as far as uh, yeah, working at tracks, yeah, uh, Volunteers, this sort of thing, media, they they need to be either double vaxxed, and if they're not double vaxxed, then they have to undergo a rapid antigen test at the gate uh, and give a negative result to that. Now these are a new rapid antigen tests which uh, we've we've worked with a supplier, and they actually only take three minutes, so that'll hopefully cut down on congestion at the gate of people all trying to get in at the same time, that sort of thing. Obviously, with the general public, and when general public is allowed, I think there was a press release from the government that came out a couple of weeks ago that essentially said that anyone who attends race courses needs to be double vaxxed. So that will obviously override what we're doing here in terms of rapid antigening, but this is more for participants. It's the same story with anyone who does attend a JRNSW headquarters or, or a GAP uh, adoption facility as well, that those same sort of protocols will be in place. It was just one of those things that we, we were asked a lot of questions whether we'd make it mandatory to be vaccinated, but uh, we, we've tried to be as inclusive as we can. We, we certainly encourage everyone to get vaccinated because that is our way out of this. 
Um, but we understand that there are people who aren't or haven't for various reasons, and this is kind of a, a bit of a solution, hopefully, for them to also be able to continue in the sports. Uh, so that's look, that's a positive thing. And uh, you know, as I said, we we move on. Everyone's looking forward to Freedom Day and getting back to back to the track eventually, uh, when that may come for the, the patrons. Time will time will tell. But no, it's a, we're a lot closer to it now than we were seven days ago. That's great news, mate. Um, great, great news. Uh, now, away from uh, the protocols of Greyhound Race New South Wales, Wentworth Park, obviously that then has a flow-on effect. We'll be, be back in town soon. Very soon, mate. Uh, in fact, it will be back next Wednesday. Next Wednesday will be the first meeting back at Wentworth Park, September 29. Uh, everyone's very excited about that. There were some trials at the track last night as a, as a bit of a pipe opener. Uh, and feature racing returns there too. So on the 6th of October, we've got the heats of the Sydney Cup. On the 9th of October, we have the heats of the Group 1 Peter Mossman and the Group 1 Vic Peters. And those three finals of those events will be held on a big night on October 16, which obviously is same night as uh, as the Everest or same day as the mm-hmm. Everest. Uh, I'm sure as the flow-on effect has been in the past, um, when we have had a meeting on that Saturday night, we do manage to get a lot of interest in that in that meeting. People you know, looking to reinvest all their winnings from that day. So hopefully that'll be the uh, the same sort of situation this year, Dave. But it's good, as you said, to uh, to be getting back to our our headquarters, our main provincial track, our uh, main metropolitan track. And uh, yeah, it's only yeah less than a week away. Yeah, very okay. times. Beautiful, mate. And then what about uh, behind the boxes, mate? This podcast, I, I hear it's getting more than Kyle and Jackie O. Mate, it is absolutely flying, and uh, they've, they've had a couple of good guests on lately, and they've got a, a cracker this week. Um, Jason McKay is, is the guest this week, and he has a wonderful chat about his career and how he started uh, training, how he got into grounds. He actually started training, he was saying that uh, he was 13, year, 13 years old. He Obviously, they weren't in his name because he wasn't uh, old enough to be a, a licensed trainer, but he was training dogs at 13 and, and trained about 30 or 40 winners in that year. Uh, it talks about winning the, the 2019 Golden Easter Egg with Zipping Bay, at Battler's Marvellous Call that night, and as Macklin in the 2016 Melbourne Cup. Um, Zipping Garth, who he considers as one of the fastest dogs he's ever trained. Uh, his family, uh, his daughter April's 16, and she's following in her dad's footsteps, and she loves the, uh, loves the sport. And then he also... Um, talks about you know, tips for trainers and, and you know, some of the lessons that he's learnt along the way uh, and, and passes that knowledge on. So it's it's really oh, a yeah. great listen. It's well worth uh, tuning into that behind the boxes. It'll uh, be on the GONSW social platforms. If not late tonight, uh, it will be there tomorrow morning, Dave. Fantastic, mate. You have a good week. We'll chat next Thursday, Mick. Look forward to it. Cheers, mate.